Hello and welcome to Ditch Finvox, Voices in Digital Finance. I'm your host, James DiBiazio. If you enjoy the program, give us a like, subscribe, let the algorithms know. My guest today is Andy Toffin Garuda Putra. Toffin, founder and CEO of Amarta, a Jakarta-based fintech that is providing services to small and micro-sized enterprises in rural and village areas across Indonesia. Tafen, welcome to Digfin Vox. It's great to have you. Um, I'm delighted to have you on this because you're a founder, you're an entrepreneur, um, you're in Indonesia. Uh, working with uh, small and micro-sized businesses and individuals, uh, tell us a little bit about how you, how and why uh, you founded Amartha. Thank you, thank you, James, uh, for inviting me to uh, this uh, Digfin podcast. Podcast, uh, really excited to share more on what we are building uh, in Amartha and and also our missions. Uh, yeah, uh, with regard to your questions, I started Amarta uh, back in 2010 when I was uh, 23 years old. So now uh, already almost 13 years uh, journey for me serving these uh, people at the bottom of the pyramids. Uh, in Amarta, uh, our mission is driving shared prosperity for people at the bottom of the pyramids uh, by building digital financial infrastructures uh, for this uh, grassroots economy. Um, we in Amarta provide uh, loan uh, services, uh, investments products, and also connects uh, financial institutions, uh, uh, banks, um, and also individuals to get access to these um, microfinance uh, segments or high quality MSMEs uh, borrowers. You must now, have seen uh, quite a lot in 13 years. There's been plenty of ups and downs. Uh, what have been one or two of the biggest challenges for, for this type of business? We see uh, uh, microfinance markets like in India, Bangladesh, it's much more uh, comfortable for foreign investors to deploy uh, debt funding facility to uh, those markets, but not, not for Indonesia markets. Uh, we have a lot of uh, microfinance, but they are play in a local uh, role, local local levels, uh, province levels, uh, regency levels, uh, and not scale up. We are, what we are trying to build in Amarta is uh, uh, nationwide uh, uh, coverage and services. And it's uh, quite hard for me to scale up the business to get funding. Yeah. Uh, and then came the idea of going digital. In, it came the uh, idea how to raise more funding uh, from retail individuals because we believe that we can build a high quality uh, asset class of these borrowers. Uh, why don't we connect them to the marketplace so we can bring more individuals to directly invest uh, and see real impacts of their money uh, to the MSMEs. So there's part of a big trend in Indonesia and much of Southeast Asia, this growing of digital economy, uh, but you're bringing it to the people that are the the least connected, I guess, right? We talk about a digital divide. A lot of your user base, your borrowers, your customers um, may not even have a phone. Um, yeah. They're still very much cash uh, in their daily lives. How has that, has that changed? I mean, have you been able to help sort of create a meaningful change in 
uh, that pattern where people are getting more access digitally? Uh, yeah, so uh, it's very, very interesting uh, question. So we, we what we uh, are right now in Amarta, we are also in a, a very exciting momentum. Um, the last uh, couple of years, definitely it's uh, uh, not easy for us to introduce technology to the segments um, because their business is running in cash. Um, they, they run their business in a traditional way. But uh, as we see more uh, internet penetrations, uh, widening across Indonesia, across villages, smartphones becomes uh, much more affordable. Uh, and we see now the trends is uh, the trends of smartphones in the in the village is increasing and accelerating. And we try to use this momentum to really uh, introduce um, technology uh, in a much more uh, advanced level to the segments. Um, so what we do, we connect them to uh, our own platforms, Amarta platform, so they can uh, directly uh, access uh, or uh, top up their loans uh, once they already have uh, historical repayments with Amarta. It's much simpler and is easier for them to, to request for top up loans. Uh, they can get access to investments through our platform and get uh, a competitive uh, returns, competitive fixed income, competitive um, uh, uh, interest rates as well, and also we connect them, and we also build, uh, uh, we upgrade, uh, 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 we call it warrooms or neighborhood merchants across the village to like become mom and pop shops, mom and pop shops to become yeah. a payment points uh, to convert uh, cash to the uh, and connecting them to the growing uh, digital economy, so they yeah. can uh, payments for their commerce e-commerce transactions as well. And we connect them with e-commerce platforms so they can uh, uh, sell more products, not only groceries, but also fashions and also fashions products or cosmetics products to their beauty products, to their customers, to increase their income as well. Fashion, yeah. cosmetics, these sorts of things. What's the, wh what is the way that you get data and some sort of profile of these users uh, because it still sounds although you're helping them digitize they're coming from a, a cash or non-digital background they probably don't have a bank account i'm guessing yeah. uh so uh but then you've got somebody is providing loans right to th through your platform and they're going to need some sort of confidence they need a way to score and price what the to, to do with these people so how do you get that how do you get and create that profile Okay, yeah, so what we do in Amarta is we embrace uh, our customers that are run their business offline. So our approach is hybrid model. Uh, we built uh, O2O model, uh, offline to online model. We leverage troops uh, on the ground. We have people on the ground. Now Amarta have over uh, 6,000 people uh, across villages. Uh, we serve over 35,000 villages across Indonesia. Um, uh, and build a relationship uh, with this uh, uh, every customers that we serve, every borrowers that we serve. Uh, we uh, do directly assess and verify their businesses um, through our own uh, uh, platform, mobile apps, to do credit verifications. We quantify their assets uh, to become, uh, uh, to, to better understand the risk profiles of each businesses to understand about uh, the, their, their uh, mom and pop's stalls, how big is the size of the assets, the groceries products. Uh, we 
understand about the home industries about uh, 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 yeah um, uh, those types of uh, uh, assets they that they used to uh, do their business we quant quantified and we built our own uh, proprietary uh, credit decision engine uh, so we can uh, risk profiling our own uh, customers uh, and these platforms um, uh, help us better understand the risk of this uh, offline or traditional uh, SME segments. So the sourcing of the data is manual, but once it's in your system, then you can start to run analytics on it and you can connect them digitally to either lenders or other wealth tech or whatever uh, providers, or you can help them improve their business by then connecting them to like an e-commerce platform. Yeah, that, that's the simple way, just like you said, uh, yeah, we, uh, our platforms uh, do the uh, credit decisions, uh, credit profilings on these potential customers. And then uh, we do uh, have uh, multiple uh, data points and then, and also risk uh, grading. So every uh, institutions or individuals, they can, uh, align with their own risk appetites. They want uh, high risk, high return, low risk, low returns. Um, uh, it's it's there in the marketplace, either farmers or traders or uh, fishermen or um, other types of, uh, any types of uh, micro businesses. How attractive are these to your partners, say a bank or um, an investment or an insurance partner? Because on the one hand, I'm you have a large user base. Uh, Indonesia is a big country. Uh, at the same time, you are dealing with the lowest part of the pyramid, as you put it. So uh, ticket size is very small. Net asset size is very small. So is this genuinely a, a lucrative opportunity for your partners? Actually, it's much more uh, attractive and profitable because of this uh, low uh, size loans, uh, and then we can uh, give a competitive interest rates and attractive interest rates. Our loan size uh, is around uh, $300 to $500, uh, and the interest rate is around 20 to 30% per year. Uh, and when we talk about 20% from $300, it's mean 90, uh, 60 to $90, right? So $60, $90, this, the amount is uh, affordable. Uh, for the size of the loans and for this uh, size of the interest. And when we do about uh, significant volumes, we talk about 1.2 million borrowers. And now in Amarta, we are acquiring uh, 100,000 borrowers every month. Um, so this size of the volume that become attractive for financial institutions and individual. For financial institutions, this the volumes that Amarta brings to them uh, quite attractive because it fits with their uh, um, fund size uh, there uh, and also uh, it helps them uh, better understand the risk because the proven quality of uh, Amarta uh, underwriting process uh, on this segment. So uh, they in, in, in Indonesia financial institution, they have obligations to uh, allocate certain portions, uh, 20 to 30% portions of their uh, funding to SMEs markets. And uh, by partnering with us like Amarta, it helps uh, them to, to 
achieve that goal of reaching these yeah, people. To achieve that goals with uh, with quality borrowers as well. Yeah, right. so they need to reinvent or they they do need to do rebuild their own underwriting for MSMEs. Yeah, since you've gone digital in your business, uh, you know, and we've seen the whole rise of new economy type of businesses in Southeast Asia, yet you're still dealing with cash uh, a lot. Are you finding when it comes to uh, moving money among accounts on uh, or people paying for uh, pay, paying back the loans or, or or paying a fee on the service uh, is that also still in cash and you have to handle that cash or are you finding ways to either get them to open a wallet or or find some other means of of having them digitize their their finances? Yeah. So what we now our business model already hybrid so and and the uh, uh, areas on or in the village that is um, more uh, and the community more uh, digitally um, literate. Uh, we our our mobile app uh, platforms uh, 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 will make their life much more easier to to top up for new loans for to uh, invest their money uh, directly to get attractive returns uh, seven to fifteen percent returns um, or even to uh, connect to the e-commerce uh, platforms right. um, or some locations in Indonesia, Sumatra, Sulawesi, with much more uh, remote uh, villages, we do uh, still uh, do the transaction in cash. Uh, yes. And what we do in Amarta is uh, as we see more um, uh, and much more stable uh, internet connections, internet connectivity in the village, uh, we uh, we we told them that uh, if you use our own uh, smartphones, mobile app, um, uh, it 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 will give you much more uh, uh, comfort and security with your uh, with your money, uh, and much more simple and efficient uh, managing their own uh, cash flow transactions. Does that bump you up into? I guess there's two places I could see where you'd be having maybe some some friction uh, with getting people to use your app. Uh, one would be obviously companies like GoTo um, that have, uh, you know, the Gojek ride hailing app, maybe people are already comfortable using that or Grab or something like that. And then also Facebook, I understand, can for a lot of people is often their portal into the internet. So uh, how do you convince people to use your app when they might already be Thinking, oh, I've got these other ways to connect. I mean, is that a? Do you have to compete against these big players, or is it a? Is it a different kind of pitch? Yeah, it's a different kind of pitch and different kind of uh, segments. Uh, uh, if I put it that way. So if we talk about those uh, GoTo players, mostly they uh, tap and they try to digitize uh, urban markets, urban uh, third tier, uh, fourth tier uh, uh, segments. Uh, uh, this then, then they run their business in the uh, urban economy. Um, uh, and if we talk about uh, social media, def definitely it's a uh, different uh, uh, business with us uh, and it's not directly competing with us. What we do in Amarta is we are uh, dedicate our uh, services to people at the underserved, people at the uh, village uh, economy. Uh, those with uh, with access pref uh, currently or previously from uh, traditional banks uh, or a local cooperative uh, or 
uh, local rural banks. So what we do instead of you use uh, services from those uh, uh, local rural banks, you can uh, run uh, your business, upgrade your business with Amarta services uh, and much more simpler and convenient as well uh, through their own uh, smartphones, uh, especially when we talk about money, uh, when they want to check their uh, investment balance, because we, the, the uh, interesting value propositions that what we are building in Amarta is uh, you can get uh, attractive 7 to 15 percent return. Uh, okay. We and you don't uh, instead of you, you have your own um, uh, savings accounts, uh, which give you one to two percent return. Uh, why don't you directly open uh, investment accounts in Amarta? You, you can get seven to fifteen percent returns. So this kind of uh, value. There's a real incentive then when you explain uh, it to you. Yeah. How is con current market conditions changing the outlook for your business with rising inflation? Um, and you know, obviously, macro conditions are difficult. They're probably not as difficult in Indonesia as they are in other parts of the world, but still. Change, changing situation. Um, is that going to have an impact on uh, the kind of spreads you can make um, and on the ability for people to continue to borrow? Um, uh, yeah, if we talk about uh, uh, the current macro conditions, definitely we continue to uh, follow uh, the trend and uh, meet, uh, try to anticipate what's the impacts directly going to hit to this uh, uh, to our customers, uh, especially. Uh, but the the main points that I also would like to highlight is uh, we since the beginning we started the business, we built the business with uh, profitable and sustainable uh, angle. We uh, grow the business uh, profitably. Um, last year we uh, uh, the business grow two times. Uh, we deploy. Uh, over uh, 200 million US dollars loans. Um, and this year, uh, we are uh, on track to deploy another 550 million US dollars loans to the segment. And that's uh, in 2022? That's in 2022 uh, and projected uh, on track to reach the numbers. Well, we'll maintain the same high uh, NPL numbers uh, of 0.5%. Uh, uh, the business is uh, healthy. Uh, and we continue to double down our uh, impact uh, to serving more villages, uh, opening more uh, outreach uh, in the village where we haven't uh, really uh, have significant coverage. And also a difficult time for raising funds for startups or, or small businesses like Marta. Uh, what is your funding situation now and are you having to go back to venture capital companies or other sources of funding to continue uh yeah we do uh back by uh venture capitals uh globally uh from indonesia we back by uh reputable uh, uh venture capitals investors uh one of them is indonesia largest financial services company bank mandiri we also <laughs> back by uh uob from singapore uh, line uh, line bank from uh, Korea, Impact Fund from uh, New York, uh, Women's World Banking, um, and uh, they are very uh, happy to see the growth of the business and the impact that we create so far. I think uh, the way they see is uh, 
since we built business uh, healthy and profitable, uh, it's less impact to the current macro fundraising situ uh, uh, climate for startups. So, okay, you, so you're kind of insulated from some of that, from some of the mess going on in Silicon Valley right now. Yeah, at least so far we we don't have any uh, rush about uh, do fundraising. Uh, we can wait the right momentum and uh, be patient to to meet with the uh, right investors aligned in, in terms of missions and also visions in building this business. What's going to be your on the agenda for you for 2023? 2023. So uh, it took us uh, 12 years to reach 1 million borrowers. So uh, for some people, it they, they will see it why we grow so slow. For me as well, I'm also impatient. I also saw it. Finally, we made it this 1 million milestone. So next year, um, I think with the current infrastructures, with the current uh, resource that we have, a double down to 2 millions, it's something achievable in one year. So we will continue serving more uh, customers uh, out there. We will uh, continue to provide uh, more financial services. So the business model already evolving beyond just Grameen Microfinance. We connecting our um, customers uh, not only not only loans but also uh, investment products, uh, commerce products. Uh, we also build uh, infrastructures in the village, upgrading uh, mom and pop stalls to become banking touch points or payment points. So uh, every economies in the village can uh, be part of the growing digital economy. That's that's great. Uh, that's great, Tof. And and just uh, one last question to challenge you a little bit is. We've seen in China, US, other places, kind of these platform models, peer-to-peer -peer type uh, platforms. Uh, there are some successes, but often they fail. Uh, so how have you, you know, look as your growth is now really kicking in, uh, how do you make sure that, you know, you manage to avoid some of the, the, the bad luck or some of the mistakes others had? And how do you make sure that you keep things on track so that, that you can continue to grow in a sustainable and robust way. Yeah, so I think the way we try to understand how we continue to uh, thrive in this uh, hard and challenging economies is because the customers that we serve, we are uh, serving uh, very attractive customers, uh, grassroots economy, uh, woman-led SMEs uh, markets in the village. Um, second is we build business not necessarily about platforms but uh, also we build relationships uh, because we have people on the grounds who continue uh, build business uh, not only on the transactionals about lending and uh, payments of the installments but also how we help them grow their business um, and also the under third part is the the angles of um, collective responsibility how uh, we leverage community as a whole to help us uh, uh, build a uh, more trustworthy uh, economy or village economy so they can uh, support each other and grow together. So I, I think that's um, 
a really interesting business that you've put together, Tough And You know, you've got the the finance side, you've got the technology side, but you've also got this community side to it, which I find often is lacking in some of these other peer-to-peer products or some of these emerging market business ideas yeah. where sometimes it's just that that local touch can be uh, elusive. Uh, if, but at the same time, you've got to be able to scale this. Um, you, we've got a lot of people on the ground. Um, so uh, I guess, are you getting any questions from your investors about, you know, sort of returns and level of profitability or, or are, you able, are you able to manage the, the costs of this uh, efficiently? It's not easy for us to educate the people out there about how this business model works. People always see uh, when you have a lot of people, it's high cost, uh, it's become a fixed cost and you couldn't uh, scale fast. Uh, but I think uh, on this uh, lending businesses, financial services businesses, uh, we build business with quality. We, we grow, we can continue uh, grow uh, double uh, every year. Uh, we, we, we can also choose to grow Quartuple, we can grow five times, uh, six times, but um, uh, we it it will definitely impacts to the quality of the of the business. So right. we try to measure this uh, uh, balance between grow and quality, and that's the way we see in Amarta. Um, and also, I think uh, some uh, uh, people out there also see. Uh, why you just continue grow like that? Why you, you don't spend more money and uh, reduce and compensate revenue to uh, growth? And then I think that's something that as an entrepreneur you need to be able to balance uh, how you want to build a enduring uh, company, enduring businesses. And I think it's about. Uh, uh, building a high quality revenue, sustainable growth of the company, and also the cultures of the organizations where people really own the business to to the missions to 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 serving people at the bottom of the pyramids, especially yeah. in Amarta. Yeah, great. Well, look, um, Tofan, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for sharing your story with us, um, and uh, good luck with this uh, with, with this growth story. Thank you. Thank you so much, James. Thank you.